All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Buddy Walk with Jesus. As always, as we get started, we want you guys to know two very important things that you are prayed for and that you are loved deeply. Check out down below in the episode description for all of the ways that you can help support the ministry, including our Patreon. But really, if you think you know somebody who would benefit from this kind of approach to breaking down scripture, raw, honest conversation, different things like that, just share the show with a friend. You know, that helps all the same. So I want to jump into a subject matter that's kind of been snowballing over the last couple of weeks. Last Friday, I had a really interesting opportunity to cut it up with Aunt and Brother Matthew and talking about this whole idea of focusing on Jesus. And that's been part of a larger tapestry of conversations that, depending on who I've been talking to, have taken on different nuance and different specificity, but all kind of center around this whole idea of when we put the majors in the major spot and we put the minors in the minor spot, the door suddenly becomes open for recontextualizing the important pieces to reevaluate where what what the major themes really are and what is most significant and throughout this whole thing when we focus on Jesus when we are following in his ways, when we are walking in the ways that we are called to walk, that that looks like relationship, right? Because part of it, yes, is the kingdom of God is where God's authority is the highest authority. But at the same token, we have this all-knowing creator God who actively desires relationship with us, who actively desires intimacy with us. And the gimmick behind all of this is that we, in spreading time and seeking after him, our God is a God that meets us where we're at seek and you shall find and yeah part of this conversation has a way of getting derailed at setting terms at you know don't do this do that and making sure that we are spending time with the authentic jesus and there are tons of awesome resources out there, both biblically and extra biblically, to be able to help the individual process the data and the information of it all. You can check down in the episode description for more of those resources. There, there, there are awesome spots out there for you to go and for you to be able to unpack the data and, and all of those kinds of things. 
so so here's where I pick up and here's where our conversation picks up is once you are playing by the proper playbook, what then? Once the rules of engagement have been laid, once we understand that we are speaking about the same Jesus, once we understand that the Bible is our foundation and our centerpiece for unpacking what a relationship looks like, where do we go from there? And that, that, friends, is where I want to jump in. That, friends, is where I want to have this conversation because I think... A lot of the themes that we've been talking about for the last couple of months are really going to become vivid and three and four dimensional here at this subject point. So before we go any further, I want to um, take it to scripture. And I want to start off in um, probably the most common part of town when you start talking about renewal or transformation and we start talking about what that looks like in the dimensions of that we're going to go to romans 12 2 well romans 12 but i'm going to hone in on two but i'm going to read the uh before and after as well i appeal to you Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We know that the spirit, that is where we connect with God, right? There's the body, soul, spirit. Spirit's where we connect with God. Not going to go into the other two right now. That's an entirely different conversation, but... We know that that's, that's what it's when, – when we're talking about spiritual worship, that's where we're at there, right? So, again, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but – be transformed by the renewal of the mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. 
abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be consistent. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. And seek to show hospitality. Bless bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, okay, I went a little bit further than actually I even intended to when I started reading that because where I'm going to the the where we're going to stop and do a word study is at the beginning. But I want to illustrate all of chapter 12 here because we are showing we are showcasing the gifts of grace, the marks of a true Christian. We we're showcasing ourselves as a living sacrifice and we need to understand what that means to be a living sacrifice because unfortunately a lot of the time that is concocted in some kind of health speech present your body holy and you know whatever don't get tattoos is essentially you know what i mean don't don't dye your hair don't do all of the things right and that but but if but if we understand a little bit better what this is getting at as far as presenting our bodies as holy and acceptable, that that is spiritual worship, that we are allowing the guidance of Holy Spirit and the rule and reign of God to be the highest authority in our life, then that's going to bear proof text. And it says right there, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of the mind. So let's talk about it, right? So let's jump over to the Strongs. Oh boy, I know, I know. I'm jumping out, uh, I'm I'm pulling up the Strongs. We're getting into it. Thank you, Brother Ant, for uh, putting me in this direction um, because, and honestly, for all of you that have asked for me to do more, deep dives more word studies more more of this kind of this kind of approach here's a little taste of it because we do need we do need help from the academic world to know what it is that we are saying so this word that i am not anakinos we're gonna go with anakinos um definition renewal usage renewing a renewal or change of heart and life Right. So and and the 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 helps study is properly a new development, a renewal achieved by God's power. Okay. 
So what we've established here is that the mind is subject to God's power and a change of heart and life. That our present reality and who we are is subject to proof text of Holy Spirit and of a transformed life. You know, I, I've had I, un, I've had this unforeseen side conversation that's been taking place. And shout out to you guys because I know you're listening. Um, so, some brothers have have uh, not necessarily um, seen all of this stuff in execution in eye, eye, eye to eye because there's been a heavy emphasis on well we have to make sure that we are that we are um showcasing the authentic jesus and we do we absolutely need to do that that is exactly why i am saying to you very clearly that that is an entirely different conversation that's not the conversation i'm having here and now there is a time and a place but honestly guys if if i can be if if i can be 100 with you guys if I can be fully clear and fully honest, that is academic reps. That is time. That is that is reading your reading the scriptures. That is taking time. Everything that I just did with the Strong's Concordance, with the Blue Letter Bible, with all of it, go to BibleHub.com, and you'll be able to find uh, find those things if you have access to to internet, which. I would assume if you're listening to me that you have some some access to that. But there are written materials that you can also get. You can also uh, order online, you know, the Strong's Concordance. And, and you, can, you can do all of these things in a paper copy version as well. You don't need the digital copy. I personally use the digital copy, copy because I've got my whole setup here. So there, there's, there, are, there are resources out there. To be able to dump to to jump in and to and to grind and and to and to think these things out and we should be doing all of those things not because it's works based, not because we earn brownie points for how much we 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 know. That is exactly why I continued reading in Romans twelve that we get caught up in the informational aspects of it that to the to the point where we can't see the forest through the trees. We can't get past the information of it all to actually experience any of this, to actually live this out, to actually showcase the authentic power of God because we're so busy saying the same thing over and over and over again. And so I, I point you to these men that that have the materials that 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 are that is what they do. They educate. What I do is I am the catalyst for authenticity and 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 I I pray sincerely that I am a catalyst to help God elicit change in the believer. And I'm not talking about change that comes with an asterisk. So often I hear this presented as some kind of Transformation and. Transformation and you have to think this way. Transformation and by my book. Transformation and by my health gimmick. Transformation and something else. Rather than 
allowing the spiritual side of all of this to wash over you, knowing that all of the, the parameters and the guidelines and all of that kind of stuff, understanding all of that. But guys, we have overcomplicated that. If we authentically turn to the scriptures and we have a heart for taking the entire continuity of the Bible into consideration and not cherry-picking and not pulling this, that, or the other thing, then you've already made it three-quarters of the way down the field from an academic point of view. And again, I know some of you listening are not going to agree with me on that one, that you think that there's a lot more that needs to go into that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take aim at academia because if anything, I'm saying that this is a yes and sort of situation. But when we get so hyper-focused on what is our political stance, what is our sociological stance, what is our academic stance, what is our theological stance, what is this, what is that, and we lose sight of theology prime, and, and engaging with God, then that other thing can take the driver's seat. That other thing becomes a major chord. And the details are the details for a reason. They're not, not important, but they're not the thing. The thing is the thing. And that's why, again, I have to point to those of you listening internationally the best thing that I can tell you is don't take a piecemealed gospel. Take the full, take the full breath of this and, and take, take the full continuity of scripture to understand what, what the Bible is getting at with all of this. And suddenly th 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 this, this, will, this will make so much sense. Namely, because you guys aren't tied down with generations of bad theology and bad practice and bad execution. In America, the question becomes, how do you instill the, how do you move from information to wonder? How do you instill the wonder of God in the individual? And I'll say this. I would say that the Bible very clearly dictates that if we are drawing from the source material, if we are spending time with God, not studying God, Spending time with God. He will produce that in us. And the, the big, the, a big part of this, entering into all of this, is understanding the fundamental unchanging truth that the God that created all of this, the, God, the Alpha and the Omega, the progenitor of our faith, the God actively desires that relationship with us. And we get to have it. And we get to see the proof text of that. And that, th that is the beauty of all of this. And the more that we engage with God, again, do, do the reps, spend time in your word, not because you want to keep, keep compounding information, but because you want to spend time with God, because you want to come to understand his voice outside of the SOS, right? We've all been there. Oh God, my car just broke down. Oh God, bless this doctor's appointment. Not inherently bad prayers, but they're SOS prayers. And if we don't understand the, the, the voice of God, then how how are we going to even know if he does answer in the first place 
How are we going to know how to actually navigate those waters if we never spend the time to work those muscles? But where we, where I draw the line in this is, again, where the majors become minors and the minors become majors. And unfortunately, that has a way of just taking a an air of being false gospel related. No, no. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, fam. It just is. And so I want to turn to another um, part of scripture. I want to jump into um, Ephesians 4. And I think I want the full runway here. Um, I'll stop when we get to the when we get to the point, but I want the full runway. So we're going to go ahead and start at the top. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which we have been called, with all humi- hum- with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So we've talked about this before. I'll, I'm just going to throw, uh, throw it out there. Unity is not uniformity. It is coming under the same accord in the spirit. So jumping back in, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he descended or when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, you must no longer 
walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become calloused and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn you but that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus. To put off the old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his, with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, there we go, there's today's word of the day. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as Christ, as God in Christ forgave I'm going to be honest with you guys, and I say this a little bit to, to, to tell some of you that are listening that you may not be in um, lonely company. Uh, there are parts of this that in preparation for this, and as I've been contemplating this transfer, the, this transformation thing, have been, you know, yeah, there's, I, I can't remember who said it, but um, yeah, they say ouch or amen. Um, and in this case, I say ouch. You know, to to some of this stuff, because if I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna preach transformation and I'm gonna talk about the transformed life, then there are aspects. There's not aspects. I need to be subject to the transformation process. I need to also be holding all of these things in a manner that says, "Lord Jesus, teach me. Teach me the proper." execution for all of this transform my heart transform my mind let me let me think anew let me feel anew so that way i can see people how you see people that i can see this world as you want me to see this world and unfortunately along the way um you there's there you, the rubber meets the road with some of this stuff because if you don't set 
the right parameters, then you hear some of the same things that I'm teaching out of the mouths of people that are that that teach false gospel, that teach Baskin Robbins. Pick your flavor. There's tons. That I'm talking. I'm, we're talking about things that, if taken in the wrong direction, are literally the basis for multiple versions of various false gospel. But here's the thing that I say to that. For those of you that are more informationally driven, right? How often have you been looked at as a legalist jerk because you have a high view of information and doctrine and things like that? Theology, theological practices, philosophical practices, whatever. How often have you been the one that's been looked at like you've got five heads? And that's where I say that you might not be in, in, in uh, lonely company. Um, I have been looked at just in the last couple of weeks like I've had 15 heads more times than I want to actually put lyrics to right at this moment because honestly, a lot of this is counterintuitive and counter truly countercultural to modern American evangelicalism. And unfortunately, modern American evangelicalism is more has has had this way of permeating into our zeitgeist and culture as Christians in more ways than we care or feel comfortable to admit to a lot of the time. And so, yeah, you're sitting here talking about things that require such a heightened acceptance and acknowledgement of the supernatural and of the spiritual that challenge so much of where we want to hold on to control of it all. But this is my stance. But this is my thought process. But this is my position. But this is my opinion. It requires such a heightened level of letting all of that stuff go that it makes even the more supernaturally bent academic cringe. And I'm going to put it the way that Ant put it on Friday. When you're explaining something to somebody and you say, oh, no, 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 don't do that. You don't stop and say for the next hour, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. This is why you don't do that. This is what this is. You, you say, okay, don't do that, but here's what you do. And you move forward, right? And so... My goal in all of this is not to rail against anybody. I'm being honest about the reactions that I have seen. And I mean, I, I again, I know you're listening. I love you. Um, I, 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 I have nothing but love for my brothers. They annoy me. They annoy me sometimes. It is annoying to be looked at by your contemporaries like you're nuts. But all I'm doing is executing on the playbook that was given to me. All I'm doing is highlighting what the Bible says is possible for us to do. 
And yeah, again, part of that is the academic. Part of that is sociological. Part of that is, again, I go back to the stance conversation. It seems oxymoronic because I'm saying don't focus on any of these things, but it's not bad to have parts of these things. Yes, how we interact should bear an impact at a community sociological level. We should be caring for the orphan and the widow. We should be caring for people. It even says in these parts that I read from how we should handle the poor, how should how we should handle those without. Give them an opportunity to be able to work with their hands so that way they don't have to steal. It's that idea of building up, building up the body, serving the community, going going and doing, not because we're called to live these things out, but because this is part of how properly interacting with the world around us is part of the sanctification process. It is the, it is the, the, the forward momentum the forward progress of continually being transformed a little bit more into the likeness of Jesus day over day over day. And, and that there's, there's again, proof text to spending time with God. It is sanctification. There is proof text to not spending time with God, but studying God. There's proof text to executing out of our own desires and passions, even though at a surface level, they are not bad. All of these things are subject to going too far in the wrong direction. Even my stance. If you are not if you are, if if we are congregated around something in a Jesus suit and we're saying focus on that thing, then we're opening the door wide up to focusing on false gospels. I understand that, but that's why you have a biblical foundation and a biblical worldview, and you 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 spend time in scriptures and you and you spend time studying and things like that. But that's not the sum total of all of it. It's also the execution and the daily wonder of understanding that. We, we can be learning about God, but it's the wonder that that God wants active relationship with us. And it's bridging those worlds that I seek to do. That is my holy discontent, if you will. That is what wakes me up at night. That is what keeps me up at night, is conveying this to people that, guys, we don't, we don't need to sit in the muck in the mire. We don't need to be focused on cold information. We don't need to be focused on preparing for what's to come because we can experience the here and the now all the same of hoping of what, in the same breath as hoping for what has not yet come and it bears impact on a daily basis that is why focusing on jesus matters because it's not just this supernatural component it is the proof text is there and i think we really sell short far too often the the real depth of 
impact when you talk about these things or we get it so muddled along the way with these different components and these different specific things or our own add-on things, right? You know, I, I look to people around me and I, I am so thankful that I have been exposed where I've been exposed and how I've been exposed to these different aspects of transformation and kingdom language and all of those kinds of things. But I've seen for time and memoriam how easy it is for humans to get distracted. I'm just being honest. And I've watched Christians get distracted on a regular basis. And for those of you that haven't picked up on this gimmick yet, let me go ahead and, and, and say it out. You know, I am Christians. I too have been distracted. I've talked about this before. My, my, the, you know, from 2020 on and, and all of that nonsense and getting distracted there and, you know, getting distracted in just anti legalism, but having that end up being this veil in which I don't do any academics because that's legalism. So, so I've been there and I've done that. That's, but, but again, just acknowledging that is not authenticity. Acknowledging that is just saying that you're human. It's what you decide to do with that. Where do I go from here? Where do I step forward? Okay, so I've covered what not to do. How do I then figure out what do I do? How do I do this? How do I play? You know what I mean? And that that is the, the most beautiful thing that you can do because, again you look at everything that the bible has to say about god and we we can we can surmise that we serve a god that does not seek to hold back from us right and and we hear continuously active language within kingdom active language within relationship for crying out loud Look at the entirety of the Old Testament and then realize that only like a third of the New Testament is actually new. It's people quoting the Old Testament. And we see that this this whole idea of the law and this relationship with God peace and all of that, all of that is brought to a head and brought to fruition in a in a three and four dimensional uh, aspect through Jesus. And it's that indwelling of Holy Spirit that's very real that that guides our steps, that guides our path. And we are given the playbook that leads to the renewing of the mind, that renew that, that renewing of the spirit, the renewal of the heart that we can see play out in a flesh and blood sense. Guys, this is a marathon, not a sprint. 
just because we talk about this doesn't mean that we have this all figured out. So we need to understand that, you know what? Different people are at different points in this. Okay, so I spent all these years thinking this way. I spent all these years focused on the rules. I spent all these years thinking that the details were the thing. Okay, okay. Everybody's got an on-ramp. So we figure out how to engage the authentic God. And that is the, the thesis statement behind all of this. And we can get into specific instances of transformation, of renewal. But in broad strokes, all of this is, is siphoned through a Christocentric point of view that has at the center point Christ's mission statement not at the center point our mission statement because if we put our mission statement it might be a perfectly fine mission statement it we may have this desire on our heart that's not inherently bad but when we put that desire over the playbook that the Bible gives us we've gone in the wrong direction and so I, I thank you guys for joining with me today to in in a in a episode that that is speaking more to the church. Church, I love you. Community, I love you. And I am sorry for when I don't display this well. Being the main mouthpiece of this, I know you guys see a, a, a rotating cast of characters that kind of orbit around me in a lot of regards, especially if you guys tune into the live streams. You hear a, a, several different recurring voices, but I am the main mouthpiece, and I know that in execution of all of this, in trying to convey all of this, I know that I have been heavy-handed, and I know that I have not always been graceful to people who see this differently. And for that, I am, I am sorry for when I fail at this. But success is getting up one more time than you've been knocked down. That's biblical. And every time we get, we, we get knocked down, we get back up. And we learn and we grow and we figure out how we can do this better the next time. The problem lies in stopping. Stopping to emphasize our own personal viewpoints. Stopping to because we got this wrong. Or thinking that all we all we are some total of are are how we've we've come up short. I understand that a lot of this centers around thought processes that are sensitive, our own approach, how we figure out life, how we process this life, what we believe, how we vote, how we, how we interact with other people. Some of these things um, are tied into fundamental truths from our youth. You know, and, and if and if that's what you've heard and if that's what you've experienced and things like that, to hear somebody come along and challenge that is a difficult prospect. 
But I go back to do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed through the renewal of your mind. And that's the beauty of grace. That's the beauty of active relationship because I am confident. And I, I say this through application. Guys, who else is going to jump behind the microphone and be like, look, part of the time that I have to account for as a speaker, as a teacher, is, 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 are, it involves me saying things that weren't necessarily accurate. That I'm still, I'm still learning my Bible. And I think that that's an active relationship with our Bible that we always have to have. And we have to be honest and open about the fact that, that we don't always get this right. But stopping there is absolutely a problem. Stopping there limits the extent and the, the reality in which the relationship that we have with God can reach into our lives. And that's, that's, where, that's where all of this comes into play. That's why kingdom matters. That's why having a Christocentric point of view matters. That's why understanding that your brothers and your sisters are not going to always see things eye to eye, but you still approach them in love. And, and you understand that because God's authority is the highest authority in your life, because you are seeking active relationship with him, that is why we do what we do. And that bears proof text. And if it's not bearing proof text, that's also proof. That's, all, that's also something tangible that you can look to. And unfortunately, a lot of the time as humans, we get, again, we get distracted, but we also get distracted from the idea of the area in which this is most fully presented and realized. Because we think the transformation needs to look this other way. But when a person's just thinking, when a person's just speaking, in the moments where they're not trying to be, tend to be the most telling moments. So I lay all of this to say that in, in certain regards, I've just given you the legend to, to be able to read the map, right? And I, it, it's me, right? I, so of course I did this a little out of order. I probably should have given this before going into the stance conversation and some of those other conversations. But this is kind of a barometer of where I'm at and what I'm getting at for some of the things that don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to the individual that hasn't necessarily heard this before. So, I, it, honestly, I say in all of this, go in peace. You know, I'm not trying to lay condemnation on anybody in particular. What I'm trying to call us to is taking the Bible seriously when we talk about transformation. Take the Bible seriously and allow God to really work. Don't stop God because he's worked in the areas where you think he should be working and you don't let him work in any other areas. 
full and complete transformation without the asterisk of human baggage is exactly what I'm going on, uh, what I'm going for. Until next week, I love you all. Blessings. Peace.